0: And I just committed at that moment in time that the next thing that I was going to do, I did not know what that looked like, but whatever it was, it would be value first. And that turned in three months later to launching the first daily podcast, interviewing entrepreneurs, Entrepreneurs on Fire. Here we are talking a decade later, 3,000 episodes later, 100 million listens later, 1.4 million monthly listens, and a business that's been generating over $100,000 of net profits a month for 91 months in a row. Happy
1: summer, Pivoters. Hey, the Pivot Me team, we're taking a handful of weeks off to spend a little more time with our family and friends. We're talking about time at the lake, paddleboarding, mountain biking, and living our best lives. But hey, good news. We are working on some amazing new episodes and we have some rock star guests lined up, which we will be releasing very soon. Until then, we wanted to bring back a few of our favorite episodes. Enjoy. Pivoters, we have got a treat today. We have JLD in the house. Yes, John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of the award-winning podcast Entrepreneurs on Fire with over 100 million listens. JLD has grown a media empire that generates seven figures of net annual income, For eight years in a row. He is a podcast legend. Now he's releasing a new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. I was able to get my hands on it early and man, it is good, particularly if you're in the podcasting space, the coaching space, growing an audience or building an empire, be sure to pick up his book. JLD is going to share with us the Einstein quote that changed it all for him. The moment when he burned the boats and decided, I am all in. He also shares the one thing that he did to catapult his success in podcasting 10 years ago, which again now has more than 3,000 episodes, 100 million downloads. He's going to share insights from his upcoming book. He's also going to share his best step, which is number 17 in the process. I enjoyed it too. He's also going to tell us about how he became a solution in the podcasting space. So just identifying, walking into any industry, it doesn't have to be podcasting, but just recognizing when there is a problem that is not getting solved and figuring out how you can solve it. I'm also going to ask him if he ever second guesses himself to this day. Does he ever struggle with decisions and what does he do about this? Thank you so much for joining us on Pivot Me today.
0: Listen, April, I am fired up to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So,
1: I would love instead of our traditional backstory, I happen to have recently watched the video. I think it was called The Journey on kind of from corporate America to this in this moment <laughs> where you're at a podcast. I would love for you to tell the story of the journey.
0: So, my journey is full of ups and downs, like most people's are, but I went to college on an army scholarship. So, post college, I spent Eight years as an officer in the US Army, did a 13 month tour of duty in Iraq um, in charge of four tanks, 16 men, like in war. So that was pretty intense. And when I got out of the military, like I thought I was kind of like on a ship to success, but I instead had the opposite thing happen. Like I literally went through six years of struggle. And I mean struggle, like I struggled. Law school, dropout, corporate finance, quit, commercial real estate, residential real estate, nothing was working for me whatsoever and that was over 6 years. So there wasn't a short time frame. Then I did uh, do what I recommend everybody do and it sounds like your listeners do a lot of. I started voraciously reading books. And one of those great business books had a quote from Albert Einstein which changed my world. It was try not to become a person of success but rather a person of value. In April, if I was being honest with myself, I wasn't doing anything of value in the world. And I was just like, oh, like that's a thing, being a person of value. And I just committed at that moment in time that the next thing that I was going to do, I did not know what that looked like, but whatever it was, it would be value first. And that turned in three months later to launching the first daily podcast, interviewing entrepreneurs, Entrepreneurs on Fire. Here we are talking a decade later, 3,000 episodes later, 100 million listens later, 1.4 million monthly listens, and a business that's been generating over $100,000 of net profits a month for 91 months in a row. It's
1: amazing that that was a three month period. I mean, that's a pretty short a period to go. I want to be a person of value and then figure out the the vessel in which you're going to add so much value into the world that you do now.
0: I just planted the seed and I was open. You know, my eyes were open. My ears were open. I was listening. And one of the things I was listening to were podcasts. It was just like this platform that I'm like, I get this immediately. It's free. It's on demand. It's targeted content. I flipping love it. And that was where I went.
1: Yeah, absolutely. How was the switch? So, so many of our listeners are entrepreneurs, but sometimes corporate backgrounds. How was that switch? I mean, I know you said six years of struggle, but it sounds like there was some success in there too, to go from, okay, I'm a W-2 earner to, well, I'm just going to go start this podcast. What, what mindset shift had to happen and were the people around you supportive of that change?
0: So To answer your last question first, no, nobody was supportive. Nobody had ever heard of a podcast. Nobody knew what I was doing. They thought I was, you know, throwing my life away. Like they're like, go back to law school, go back to corporate finance. Like that's where the money and the success and the fame is. And I just knew that wasn't for me. And so I was clueless on what my next step would be. So I actually did the best thing in hindsight I ever could have done, which was I found the perfect mentor. And now the perfect mentor is very clear to me. It is somebody who is currently where you want to be. I wanted to be a successful business podcast host. So what did I do? I went and I found a successful business podcast host. Her name was Jamie Masters, uh, the host of The Eventual Millionaire. And she was about 18 months into her journey. So she was new enough to like re- remember what it was like to launch her podcast. So she could actually help me Like, because she was relevant, she realized she really knew like the ins and the outs, but she also had enough experience to really guide me at the same time to show me what to avoid, what to double down on, the connections and networks that had to be made, all of that stuff. And that was so key the right mentor.
1: Absolutely. So, one of the things we talk about here is don't DIY your life or your business. And a lot of people have that natural tendency, like, well, I can figure this out you can for twice the money and twice the time. And so you finding that mentor has shortened the path of success. Finding the right mentor is key and it will always cost less with the right mentor and it will always shorten your path to success. I love that that was the the key for you getting there.
0: So okay. That was so key. I love that and it's so true and you know for me like finding the right mentor did so many things like it shortened the time frame, you know, it it have the money I would have spent on the wrong and dumb things. Mm -hmm. Like it really made me understand what that next step in the process was.
1: So did you jump all in? I mean, did you go from, okay, I have this corporate finance background and now I'm just going all in on podcasts?
0: I walked in, I handed my notice and I said, (laughs) I'm out. And I went, all in. Did you like
1: grab the microphone and drop it for them or did just, it was applied? This yeah. is a
0: golden microphone. Yeah. Catch.
1: No, you lit it all on fire and then you're out of here. <laughs> Bur- I'm burning this boat. It's out.
0: <laughs> Burned the boats, baby. That's but I-, <laughs> I knew that this was going to only succeed if I gave it everything, because I was going to go all in. And you know what my big idea was, to kind of go back to that like three-month journey of like, I'm going to become a person of value to what does that actually look like? Well, it looked like becoming a solution to a problem that I saw in the podcasting space. And the problem that I saw in the podcasting space was Everybody was doing a a once-a-week show back in 2012. And that was great. But after I listened to the episode, I had to wait seven days for the next show. And I wanted an episode live every single day. So I said, where's the daily show that interviews entrepreneurs? I'm going to go find that show, subscribe to it, listen to it, and learn from it every single day. It didn't exist, April. And I said, why not follow Gandhi's great quote here and be the change you want to see in the world? And voila, I launched the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs, which by the way, the day that it launched, it was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was the worst <laughs> daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was the only daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. And sometimes if you want to be the best, you've got to be the only.
1: That's amazing because then you you don't really have a path that you're following. I mean, you got to cut your own way at that point because you don't have anyone that's doing the same thing that you're doing. That also takes courage to do something so radically different every day. Podcasting is a huge commitment. And even if we've got this desire to contribute, it's still a big piece that you're biting off. You must have really gone all in to do
0: that. I went all in because it was all that I had was all consuming. The concept was all intensive. It was a 7 day week podcast. I had to find the guests, book the guests, interview the guests, do the show notes, figure out the editing, figure out the tech side, figure out, is there any way to make money as a podcaster? I mean, it was all consuming. Did you ever have second thoughts?
1: You went all in, but at any point, did you look back at the boats you burned and went, shit, should I pour some water on that? Like, Should I go back or were you always full steam ahead?
0: every single day.
1: I love that. I'm so glad that you share that because, uh, when people do struggle and go, did I make the right decision? They need to know that that's normal to wonder that it's fine.
0: When you have those thoughts, look in the mirror and say to yourself, I'm a human being because that's what you are. So you're a human being. You're going to have doubts. You're going to have fears. You're going to have the imposter syndrome because you're a human being.
1: Yeah. So when you first started it, you started messy, right? So it was the best and the worst daily entrepreneur podcast, right? That's what I heard.
0: I think sloppy is a better word.
1: Okay. Sloppy. You did a sloppy. Um that's also an important lesson too is we can't if we if we're looking for real good, you're going to delay your product to the marketplace for too long. Like do it messy, do it sloppy and then improve upon it. Make sure that you see it as an iterative process. I'm sure you've revised it so many times to make it what it is today, which it's this huge behemoth podcast now. I'm sure that was a lot of iterations.
0: I'm passionate about this concept, by the way. Like, I love the Reed Hoffman quote. that like, if you waited to launch a product when it's ready, you waited not too long way too long. I
1: have it written on my whiteboard right there. I believe it.
0: (laughs) It seems like something you'd have written on a whiteboard. And there's something else I want to kind of end like this kind of like concept on that we're talking about right now is so many people out there. And I'm talking to myself as well, because this was me back in 2012. We like to use the word perfectionism. I'm a perfectionist. Like I can't launch my podcast because it's not perfect.
1: I'm going to love what you're about to say. I know it. Okay. Oh, you're going to, you are going
0: to love it even more it. than you think. Okay. I'm ready. You're, Mine's ready to you're, be blown. You're a perfectionist. The like, I'm a perfectionist, so I can't launch this. It has to be perfect. I just love things being perfect. So I'm going to wait until it's perfect because I'm a perfectionist. What you need to do from this day forward is replace the word perfectionist with the word coward because mm-hmm. that's truly what the correct word is. It's not, I'm a perfectionist. It's I'm a coward. So since I'm a coward, I'm going to wait to launch this thing because I'm a coward. And guess what? I was a coward. It is a human trait to be scared, to be fearful, to be doubtful, to in certain situations be a coward because it's scary to put your art, to put your yourself, your your heart, your soul out into the world because it is going to get trampled on. It is going to get messy because that's what happens in the real world. But don't Use the word that you're a perfectionist because that's just you trying to like humble brag your way through this thing. Mm-hmm. You are a coward if you're using the word perfectionism or, the, or that you're a perfectionist. And again, I'm not trying to offend you, I'm just telling you the truth. I was a coward. I delayed my podcast for one month because I used the word perfectionism when I should have been using the word coward. And I wish somebody had told me that back then because I do not want to be called a coward. And it probably would have helped me because I could say, oh, I'm just a perfectionist because I think that that's, you know, okay, as long as I'm a perfectionist. So you're not a perfectionist. You're a coward. Get it out now.
1: I love it. And I've kind of got a thing about labels. Anyhow, I'm not a fan of them. Same thing with when people say I'm an introvert because it's followed with, and that's why I insert excuse, right? And so I love this. The second someone tells me they're a perfectionist or an introvert, you know, I had a long career in sales too. And so I would help people with sales and negotiation and people say, well, I'm introverted. So, and I'm like, whatever you're about to say is a BS story that you've crafted because you've put this label on. Stop trying to live into your label because at any point you can change that. So I love what you just said about perfectionism and we're delaying it. We're delaying the greatness, the things that we could put out in the world. People are literally Googling for what's on the inside of your head and every day you delay it, you're robbing them of that. I love this.
0: I love it too, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. I want to make sure we use our time wisely because there's so many questions I want to ask you about that. But talk to me about one of the concepts you talk about is why entrepreneurs are failing at such a high rate. I'd love to hear you speak about that
0: because they see what you're doing, April, and they're like, wow, that's successful. They're seeing what I'm doing. They're like, oh, wow, that's, that's success. And they're seeing what entrepreneur X, Y, and Z is doing. And they're saying, I want that success. So, they are becoming a pale, weak imitation of those people who they think have the success that they want. And I've got a newsflash for you. like People do not want a pale, weak imitation of somebody else. They want the best version of that individual who is doing it and crushing it. So let that person continue to do their thing. And they do want you, but what they, what they want is not you being a weak pill imitation of somebody else. What they want is you uncovering and identifying your personal, unique, special snowflake of a big idea that you have inside of you And understanding how to turn that big idea that's yours, that's not April's, that's not mine, that's not somebody else's, your big idea, how to turn it into an opportunity that allows you to wake up every single day and live in your zone of fire. Because what we need more of is people living every single day within their zone of fire. And what we need less of is people waking up as pale, weak imitations of other successful entrepreneurs or people waking up every day doing things that they, they dislike or they're unfulfilled by or they, you know, they're just disappointed about because they know they can be doing better in this world. So that's why so many entrepreneurs are struggling right now.
1: And there's, there, there's such a great pain when you're doing something that you're like, yeah, this isn't my thing. This isn't my calling. I know I was supposed to be doing something else. I read a story recently about a guy that became a lawyer and he was eight years and in, in school and law school and all this debt. And he said, one year, and I knew I hated it. I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer. And everybody said, you've got tons of debt. You just went through eight years of schooling. They talked him out of quitting. He was a lawyer for 50 years. And he said, and to think, he said, I could have only hated it for one year but instead I hated it for 50 years. And man, if that ain't some career advice, I don't know what is. It's powerful.
0: That's, that's called the sunk cost fallacy that is so prevalent in this world. So many people have spent one semester in law school and then dedicated a miserable 50 years of their life to it because of one semester. You know, you're maybe, you were 22 years old when you decided to go to law school because you thought it sounded cool and you're going to literally enslave yourself to a career that you hate for the next 50 years as a result, like every day is a day you have a chance to say, I didn't like yesterday. I'm not liking today so far, but I can love tomorrow. And it's my choice.
1: Yeah. Would you like to see the behind-the-scenes footage of the Pivot Me interviews? We have launched April Garcia Pivot Me on YouTube. Take 10 seconds now and go to YouTube and enter April Garcia Pivot Me or enter it directly at youtube.com backslash April Garcia Pivot Me. You can see all the guests interview with Jay Abraham, Sharon Lecter, Cameron Harold, John Lee, Dumas. We are releasing new videos every Tuesday. Go ahead and stream with us. Hop on and join us. And please support us by giving that thumbs up and subscribing. It really does matter. And you are going to love these videos. Thanks for joining Pivot Me on YouTube. So let's talk about this book. I want to hear about the common path to uncommon success.
0: So this book becomes available March 23rd. And it's a culmination, April, of those 3,000 interviews I've done over the past decade with the world's most successful entrepreneurs. Like, this is not John's common path or like a common path. This is a culmination of 3,000 successful entrepreneurs I've interviewed over the past decade. It's their genius, it's their knowledge. And what I did was boil down what I saw is the commonalities that entrepreneurs who are successful share with each other. And it came down to 17 core foundational principles. I took those 17 core foundational principles, put them in a chronological order, and I put it into a 17-step revolutionary roadmap that I am positive will get you to financial freedom and fulfillment if you follow it. Now, did I say it's going to get you to millions of dollars? I did not say that. Like For some people, it might. But financial freedom, we could have a whole other episode about that. I have a friend in Bozeman, Montana right now, makes $47,000 a year, wakes up every single morning, lives way below his means, you know, goes hunting, goes fishing, comes work, works on his craft for a couple hours and is so happy and so fulfilled and financially free because he's figured out his version of financial freedom. And that's what I want people, again, to kind of, just like I said, don't be a weak pale imitation of someone else. Like, don't look at somebody else's version of success and say, like, I need that. Like, you know, listen, I'm not going to lie. I love making a lot of money. I've been making over $100,000 net profit for 91 months in a row. I've published every income report online because- Making money is important. I can write big fat checks to causes that I love. I can, you know, buy my beautiful dream home on the Caribbean that I live in right now. I can take trips. I can help family. I can do so many amazing things because of that. But I've identified what enough is for me at the same time. And I'm a three-person team. Like, this is it. Like, I could 10X my revenue right now if I 20X my expenses and 20X the size of my team and 20X the amount of time that I work. I work five days per month, five days per month. I work really hard those five days. Let me be very clear. Really hard those five days. But the other 25 days per month, man, I am in cruise control. I'm doing other things that, I, that I'm that i interested in. And by the way, that wasn't the beginning part of my journey. That wasn't season one of Entrepreneurs on Fire. That was 60 hours a, a, a week. That was seven days a week. That was season one. Season two, maybe I it back to 50 hours a week, seven days a week. Season three, a little bit more. Now I'm in the in, in my 10th year of running this business. And I've really said, I'm now going to take a step back. And by the way, next year, I might ramp things back up if the right opportunity comes. I feel like I'm a spring to coil, ready to pounce at the right opportunity. It's just going to be the right opportunity for me.
1: I love it. So I want to ask about the roadmap real quick. But first, I want to I point out what you're describing is freedom. And that's really the desire. It's freedom. It's freedom to do what you want, when you want to donate to the causes that you want. That's, that's really the goal at the end is freedom and contribute. And if you can do those two things, you're winning in life. We've all got a different definition of what needs to go in to bake that cake. But what I just heard was a ton of freedom. I love it. So you said 17 steps. Could you quickly share one of either the one of your favorites, the one that's most profound, give us one of the steps.
0: I'll tell you my favorite one. So this, this book, 71,000 words, the average chapter is 3,550 words. Chapter seven, step seven is 13,500 words. Design your content production plan. April, this is why we win at such a high level. This is why my podcast has over a hundred million listens over the past decade. This is why we still get over a million listens every single month and and over a hundred thousand dollars of net profit for 91 months in a row. It's because our content production plan is fantastic. It used to be terrible. Now it's fantastic. In 13,500 words, you'll see exactly why and be able to use it to design your concept production plan, which is probably terrible right now, if we're being honest.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great. And we know what the favorite, we know what chapter to start with, apparently, So
0: (laughs) go ahead. Start with chapter one, because you got to get the fundamentals down first.
1: Okay.
0: Listen, you could have written this book. You're good, but I'm talking to your audience. Sure.
1: No, no, I hear you. I hear you. I want to ask a couple more questions, but first, where do people connect with you? Where's the best place to get more of you?
0: Well, I want to just first, you know, direct people to this book because this is really where all our focus is. So if you want to check out the five bonuses of this book, which are insane and they disappear on March 23rd. So pre-order bonuses only, The five endorsements we have from Erica Mandy, Dory Clark, Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, Neil Patel. Uh, The first chapter there is as well, plus a video of me jumping in the pool and then telling you all about my book. It's a pretty funny funny video. UncommonSuccessBook.com. UncommonSuccessBook.com. Um, That's where you can find all the details and pre-order the book. And you know, honestly, entrepreneurs on fire. That's my podcast. If you want to give it a listen, it's a great show.
1: Yeah, I, I suspect a lot of our listeners are also listeners. I feel like our Venn oh. diagram overlaps. Well, a I will bit. tell
0: you, um, the average podcast listener listens to seven podcasts. So I think mm-hmm. you're probably right. Yeah. So
1: what's next for you? So you've done you've done quite a bit of things. We've got this book, which we all need to go. We're going to put the uh, the link in the show notes. Be sure to get it definitely get it early. So you get those five bonuses. But what is next on the docket for you?
0: What's next for me is promoting this book. I wrote the book. That was what was happening. Now I'm in full, serious, 100% laser-focused promotion mode. And it's going to happen for all of 2021. Now in 2022, at some point when I decide, okay, that promotional period's over, because again, this is a decade of my life. I don't write a book every couple of years. This is the one book I've written. This is my first traditionally published book and it may be my last. Um, this is 10 years of my life. I'm going to promote the crap out of it. Cause you know, this is the problem. Most people make something great and then they tell a couple people about it and then they go on to the next project. No, this is the project, promoting this book until I deem it not promotable anymore. And then I will go to my audience and I'll say, Fire Nation, what are you struggling with right now? They'll tell me their problems, their pain points, their struggles, and I'll listen and I'll collaborate and, and and collate all of their answers. And then I'll decide what I am going to solve for their problems next.
1: It's a great way to do it. Just asking your audience or your clients what they need. It's so simple. Just ask them what their problem is so you can solve it for them and then hand it right back to them. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on Pivot Me and sharing this insight and talking about this book coming up. Super excited to get it. Be sure to get your pre-order. in. again, we'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks for joining us today.
0: April, it was awesome. You're awesome.
1: All right. Take care. Man, I really enjoyed that interview. I really liked when he was talking about having the right mentor and how critical that was to success. Um, Maybe my most profound moment, though, is when we we spoke about uh, perfectionism, my dislike for certain labels. And he says, switch the word perfectionist for the word coward. Uh, That may have stung a little bit. If it stung a little bit, it might be something you got to take a look at. Um, I enjoyed that he, he was honest about his struggle in corporate finance, dropping out of law school, and that, you know, again, what catapulted his success in the podcasting career was finding the right mentor that was already doing the thing he was trying to do. How often do we try to go at it alone? As we always talk about, do not DIY your business or your life Go and find the person that is actually being successful at the thing you want to do. Don't just sit and talk about it. Find the people that are out there on the street, putting in the time, putting in the effort and have actually been successful about it. One thing in closing, I'll say about this this uh, interview that was so awesome is that this is really important. People did not support his idea of starting a podcast. It's easy to look at John Lee Dumas and say, well, yeah, of course he was a success. But 10 years ago when he started this, people did not think this was a good idea. People did not think that this was where he should be spending his time. They they weren't actively trying to sabotage him. These were people that were close to him, that loved him, that doesn't always know that they know what is best for him. Can you imagine if you would have listened to those people 10 years ago. Can you imagine the podcasting space if you would have said, you're right, I should go back into law school. So do it, do the thing that you're thinking about doing. Do it sloppy, do it messy, make it better along the way. Remember life and business are iterative processes. You don't knock it out of the park without first hitting a whole lot of foul balls. Make it a great day. Thanks for joining us.